another Game Luster podcast. My name is Haley, and as you may or may not already know, I am social media manager for Game Luster. So before we jump into today's podcast topic, let me introduce who I have with me. So today I have Elizabeth, a writer. Hello. I also have Mike, who's another writer. Hello. Brennan, who's another, another writer. Hello. <laughs> and lastly, not a writer, but our editor-in-chief, Trevor. Hello, everyone. So now for today's topic, uh, it actually is our single-player games dying or already dead. Before we get into that, I'm going to say that I have been wanting to talk about this topic for a while now. Um, I'm a huge fan of this year's God of War. I think a lot of the single-player games that are coming out um, within the next half of the year and into next year are probably going to be absolutely fantastic. So already my opinion on this topic is that they aren't dead, that they're stronger than ever, if not basically getting some sort of revival, and that everything's absolutely going strong. Now, I can understand why some people would say that they're dead, because the the hype behind Battle Royale games and multiplayer games, that's really, really strong this year. So I can understand where that's coming from, but at the same exact time, I don't think we should just toss single-player games to the side and say that nobody's playing them, because... I believe that they're probably some of the most bought games this year and most played games. Now, with that being said, let's open to floor, the floor to anyone who would like to speak first on this. We'll just, I guess, go down the list and just start with Brennan. Brennan, what are your opinions on this topic? Honestly, um... I I believe that the single player game is definitely not dead. Um, it started off with mostly single player games at first. I mean, like a lot of what I imagine video games as. I think Mario. You know, I think I think Samus. I think Link. I think Master Chief. I think a lot of these games that we think of, these iconic things, are all built off of some single, ki- some kind of single-player experience. Um, in just a very general term, but in a more specific kind of way, I, th- I mean, my game of the year last year was Breath of the Wild, and that was a purely single-player experience. Um, and I think that, you know, it will always have some kind of place in the market you know you you have you have games that are built entirely around multiplayer things which is great and all but i don't know sometimes i don't want to always play with my friends or maybe i don't have friends to play with or i don't have an internet connection or um any kind of circumstance the single player game always will be a mainstay no matter what um in a, in a world where everything is Coming kind of interconnected with, you know, always online services, live services that these AAA developers try to boast that they have. Um, 
sometimes it doesn't work. You know, we looked at some cases like when Diablo 3 came out. Diablo 2, um, it, I mean, maybe for most it was a co-op experience, but for me personally, it was a single-player thing. So when they had come out with a game that had that option, and they created Diablo 3 and said, um, no, it's always online, uh, and they have some kind of problem with their servers, or they have too many people that try to play at one time when the game releases... That also happened with SimCity too, I believe, which is, you know, again, purely a single-player game that, for whatever reason, they had to make it this online-always service. It just ends up not working. Um, you, you get people that are upset, like, why can't I just play this game the way I want? Well, that that's what a single-player game is at the end of the day. It's just stripped down from any kind of social thing. But I feel like that'll always stay. You know, humans sometimes just want to be by themselves, do their own thing. And uh, that'll never go away. We saw that with Spider-Man. We saw that with God of War, like you said. These games tend to sell very well. Um, both because the gameplay is just solid or that the stories that they create are really tight. But in a multiplayer scenario, I feel like you're making these experiences with your friends. And again, like if you don't have friends, if you don't have internet connection for whatever reason... You're out of luck. So, for that reason alone, single-player games aren't dead. They're, they'll always be in the back, if anything, and maybe they'll be revived every now and then, but they'll always be there, um, if we like it or not. Ha. Take that, non-single-player games. <laughs> <laughs> so, Elizabeth, what's your opinion? I am of the opinion that they better not be dead. I can see where people get the argument from, but there are some people who, I'm one of them actually, I am so intimidated by multiplayer games because I do things at my own pace. And so there are games like Overwatch that I have wanted to play but have not because I didn't get into them when everyone else did. So I would be just starting out playing, and people can be really mean sometimes on those kind of games. I know my sister played League for a little bit and had a terrible experience with people telling her that she didn't know how to play because she had just started. And I feel like with multiplayer, there's this pressure that you have to be at the same place as everyone else. And with single-player games, I can do things at my own time, at my own pace, and I really enjoy that. I find that the argument for single-player games being dead is, to me, it seems like it's a generational thing. Because a lot of people my age, I know, are more interested in playing single-player games, but a lot of the younger crowd for uh, video gaming are the people who play, like, Call of Duty Online, Minecraft, Fortnite, those kind of games. Where I feel like the older people, the older crowd, are more willing to play a single-player game because that's what they grew up with and they're used to that. But there seems to be some kind of generational divide where it seems like, to me, that younger people are more interested in using gaming as a social experience rather than just as a single-player experience. I think you definitely bring up a really good point because I feel like there's definitely been a rise 
in popularity with the multiplayer games, and I definitely would have to push that on the younger generation. And I'm like, it, it's come to the point where parents pay for their kids to have lessons in Fortnite, so they're good, so wow. that they can brag. Wait, really? That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. it was in a, it was in the newspaper I read. Oh my god. <laughs> Parents are paying people for lessons so that their kids can go and brag to their friends that, oh, I, I won a game of Fortnite. Oh, you know, my team got first in Call of Duty or whatever it is. And it's just mind blowing that that is the height of popularity and that people are going to that extent to, to, just show off to their peers and it's such a social thing now when i feel like back when i was growing up it was more social in the aspect of hey did you get to this part in the game yet oh my god like you need to play it tonight so we can talk about it like hurry up and beat it so i could tell you all the spoilers like let's go like that's what i like thought that it was social when I was growing up. So I like that you bring up that point about multiplayer games now just being more like a social aspect because I never really thought of it like that. But at the same exact time, I kind of think that that's a good thing, not necessarily going to the height of paying for lessons so that you could win and brag to your friends about it, but that... It's getting kids out there and it's getting kids talking to people and being social. But I also have to agree with you that there's a bad side to it. Like with your sister and the whole league thing, I played league for a short period of time and I wasn't good at it, but I didn't give a shit what anybody said because I thought I was the tits. If I soloed a lane by myself, I was like, hot damn, look at me go. But... I can, there's a lot of really nasty people out there that make multiplayer games a really shitty experience for newcomers and, uh, people who are just starting out. Oh yeah. Just make it a really shitty experience for them. And that's also one of the reasons why I never picked up Overwatch, even though I always thought it looks fun. I, my fingers don't work like that. I yeah, can't I agree. do first person games. My fingers don't want to work like that. <laughs> so if I got into Overwatch, I'd literally just be spinning in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> so when Overwatch <laughs> came out, I was studying abroad in Japan and I didn't have access to playing it. So I watched all these people have time to get really good at it. And by the time I got back, it was already at the point where uh, I felt intimidated because it was... It had insane popularity, and people were good at it. And I, like I said, I've never played a first-person shooter. I'm not. That's not my kind wow. of kind of game. So never. I I was just like, I'll. I guess I'll have to pass on this one. And another thing for me is I don't have like because a lot of people play it on the computer, and I don't think my computer can handle it. That's another big thing. Where. Now you have to pay for all these online services, like they just announced the Nintendo Switch one, and I'm a little bummed about that because I just got my Switch this week, and my friend was hoping for me to play some Splatoon with him, except I don't 
have the game and I don't have the money for the online service. So that's going to have to wait. Dang. Yeah. yeah. That's a problem right now for me. It definitely sucks that you have to pay to play with your friends. Like, on... Like, if you're getting more than that, which, with the services, you are. So, in a way, I can understand that. Thankfully, Nintendo's isn't, like, super buku expensive. I think it's, like, $20. No, it's not. It's reasonable, thankfully. Yeah, it's 20 bucks for a year. Yeah, and I really like that. And I understand, like, that's not doable for probably a lot of people right now. But I like that it's that low, because I feel like that entices people to play with their friends like that's uh you can go outside and cut a couple people's lawns and there you go that's 20 bucks right there and you can play with your friends all year yeah so i really like that that's kind of an enticement to get people to play more online and to play with their friends so i i can definitely understand how multiplayer games might be thriving a little bit more in that aspect than single player games, but just because of that, I don't think we should count single player games out just yet. But I agree. <laughs> There's another aspect to gaming that I want to bring up that I feel like doesn't get talked about a lot anymore, and those are games that are single player but have the capacity to go multiplayer. Uh, especially like local multiplayer. Those are the kind of games that I prefer because a lot of the times I'm playing with my friends in real time when they're over at my house. So games like Mario Party or even JRPGs like the Tales of games, they have a way where you can play multiplayer and it's just local, but it's still a single player story. And those are the experiences that I actually like the best when gaming. Yeah, I can I can sympathize with that. Yeah, so can I. Um, I'm not big on multiplayer, and the only time I really like playing multiplayer is when I do have friends nearby that can, you know, come do some couch co-op with me. Yeah, I miss I LAN think, parties. I think, I think that yeah, was my big problem with when Splatoon first came out. I don't think it had a, a, a ability for the local multiplayer, and I was really bummed about that, because... Like I said, I like to, I mean, like, I'm not going to, part of it is I don't want to play online and I'm not very good, but I do want to still play with friends. So mm -hmm. with my friends, I won't get, you know, judged horribly for not being, for not being that good. And I can still have a great time playing with friends. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Local in-person friends is, well, it depends, but. Most cases, I'd say it's the least toxic thing you could do, though. I mean, there can certainly be some rowdiness at LAN parties, which I referenced. I went to a few Halo LAN parties back in the day, and those were pretty fun. But So I can sympathize with wanting that local multiplayer experience um, versus what you think of when you say multiplayer now, which isn't local at all, but these massive online games filled with the T word toxicity. Yeah. I don't have friends. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Uh, I don't have friends that play 
video games or well in high school and somewhat into college I didn't have a lot of friends who played video games so I didn't really play a lot of local co-op which is why I kind of stick to single player games so I don't really have to play with my friends but like I played Pokemon with a, a group of people once and I was like yes this is great but which which one uh i want to say x and y mhm yeah i think pokemon does multiplayer really well but like i'm always partial to pokemon because it has the multiplayer where it can go online and you can interact with people all over the world but you can also just keep it to your friends that you're sitting next to and i like that like, I really enjoyed my time playing it. I am just not a big Pokemon person. So, for me, it was more of just the experience of playing a game with someone else rather than playing Pokemon. Yeah. So, so like that's that's whole like my whole thing like i i want to pick up like i have a switch and i want to pick up like mario party and mario kart and sit down and play with friends but at the same exact time i just don't have a lot of friends who enjoy video games so someone move close to me so we can play <laughs> video games together please and thank you <laughs> but uh before this gets really sad and depressing about how well, I don't have friends, <laughs> let's uh, let's go to Trevor. Trevor, what's your opinion? Well, I I can understand the the idea or people when they started bringing up the idea that single player games are dying or are dead. It was similar to when people said PC gaming was dying or is dead, or that Nintendo was dying or is dead. Um, something's going on at the time and people want a story. And you can't blame them. I mean, if you're a journalist or in media, I mean, as we know, um, you need to make a story or write an opinion piece. So when it's the Wii U, Nintendo's dying. Now that it's the Switch, Nintendo is the best and stronger than ever. Um, you know, in 2013, 2014, when we were getting games like destiny and titanfall and those were like the big launch titles and then more recently when um players unknown battlegrounds and now fortnite are skyrocketing you you say well multiplayer games are taking off and single player games are dying um like i just quickly looked up uh the top games on steam and it's for, as far as current players and the today's peak time and it's dota 2 Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, uh, Players Unknown Battlegrounds, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Monster Hunter World, Warframe, Rocket League, T-Fortress 2, Path of Exile. So there you have the first nine are all multiplayer, then ten is Grand Theft Auto V, but I imagine that must be for the multiplayer mode, Grand Theft Auto Online, but even if it isn't, you had to get to number ten before you got to a single-player game, and most games in the top played games on Steam are multiplayer. And then there's Twitch, and the eSports is, is getting more well-known, at least from my perspective. So there's the story and there's the argument there, but I think people like 
making doomsday stories a little too much, you know, like that, you know, saying, well, that's it. Nintendo's dead during the Wii or, well, that's it. Single player games are gone. It's, there's something kind of fun or fulfilling, or it makes you feel important to make a doomsday story. You want this story to be real. Um, and again, you can't, you can't blame journalists or thinkers for doing that. But the fact is, things wax and wane, and like this year with God of War, or uh, last year with Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, we see, and then this fall we've got Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider just came out, in fact I just now have installed it on Steam, um, so we have all these big single player games came out, especially like God of War, big selling single player games, so, well that story isn't true, you know, you say single player games are dying, because look at Fortnite, Look at the top play games on Steam, but then look at the sales for God of War. So, no, single-player games are alive and well. It's, again, I think, it's wanting wanting there to be this doomsday story because it sounds exciting, but then coming up with counterexamples to say, well, no, that isn't true. You're just wanting this story to be real just because it sounds interesting, but in reality... Look at all these single-player games that are selling like hotkicks. So my take is, it's just an example of uh, Doomsdayers basically wanting a story, but things, as always, going in waves back and forth. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, as I said before, it seems like it's like a, like a... I think Elizabeth called it a phase, but I think I called it like a popularity thing. And I feel like both of those, all those opinions definitely fall within the same spectrum. Like, things fall out, things come back in. It just depends on what people want at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, it's even like the market, you know, it a bull market, a bear market, you know. Um, I, I won't go into that any further because I, I don't have an economics degree, but, you know, it goes... It goes back and forth. It's like a pendulum. And the other example I gave for Nintendo is excellent as well. I mean, the Wii U, you know, it was, well, here's Nintendo's Dreamcast. But now, you know, the Switch is like the best thing ever. So. So before we hop into what Mike has to say, I'm going to briefly mention some of the uh, big name single-player games that have come out or that are already out for this year. So, there's Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which Trevor just mentioned, God of War, which I will always preach, Far Cry 5. I don't know if you want to call that big or not, because that comes out basically every year. Detroit Become Human, which I think is a great single-player experience, um, especially this year, because it was very, very different from past games that Quantic Dream put out, and all your choices basically influence the world, and the replayability is definitely there, um, so it's very, very different and exciting, and you can replay it a million times. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is coming out this year. Don't know how well that's going to do, but we can have high hopes. Uh, let's see. 
Battlefield 5, which might come out this year, though that has a multiplayer aspect, and I don't know if anyone actually plays that for the story. Yeah. Somebody does. Likely not. Um, Forza Horizon 4. I've played almost all the Forza Horizons 100% solo. And I know that a lot of people play those games multiplayer, but I believe that those games are still enjoyable even if you play them by yourself. Um, Octopath Traveler, uh, A mm. Way Out, which promoted local co-op because you have to play that with a friend. So I feel like that definitely, like you could play that online with your friends too, but I feel like that was a game that you would prefer to play within some distance of your friend. And I just thought that was really cool that you have to actually play with someone. But that's a solely multiplayer game. There's no there's there's no single player, but like I don't know. I feel like that game's really different because the I don't know. That game's just really different. <laughs> but uh that's some of the games that I'm seeing on this list. I don't know if you guys know any other big titles that came out this year that are majorly single player. I want to add about why A Way Out feels so different, even though it's still a multiplayer game and it's on this list of single player games. I think it's because it's story driven. A lot of yeah. multiplayer games aren't story driven. They're like a big they're more like a like you play, you compete with people, but a way out isn't mm-hmm. really a competition. You have to work together with someone. Or like the yeah. the structure. Like I mean, I, I know what you're saying, but I guess you mean more like the structure of how the story is told. Because of course, like you know, MMOs are story driven, oh, yeah, etc. And I, I, I know that's not what you meant, but I guess what you're saying is most multiplayer games don't have the kind of Let's see, for lack of a better phrase, guided narrative structure yeah, that a way out has. Driven. Yeah, so like the story structure of it is more single player. It's more unusual for a multiplayer game. There we go. It's story structure, how it's told, is more unusual for a multiplayer game. Yeah. And I definitely, like, I feel, I don't know if that game did well or not. I don't know in what prefer in what way you'd want to say well but i think that game did okay and i think the story was pretty good for the most part i know it was visually appealing um but i i would like to see more games like that i think quantic dream could make a really good game that has that narrative structure that tells a game like that and i think that would be really cool for more companies to explore, especially because I would like to work with my friends on a game and have us just working together on the same storyline and actually having to rely on each other. So. Yeah. Mike, I didn't forget about you. Okay. Saving the best um, for last. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> What's your opinion? Um, I gotta. I'm gonna touch on something you said earlier. You said that like single player games are seeing a reemergence right now, and that's something I really agree with. Because you know, just a few years ago, 
every big AAA single player game had a multiplayer aspect just pasted onto it. Even games like, you know, Metal Gear Solid 5 that you would think would be completely single player had a multiplayer mode. Grand Theft Auto 5, they threw a multiplayer mode on there. And now we're seeing some of the biggest games this year, you know, God of War, Spider-Man, Tomb Raider, are all, um, you know, single player experiences. Granted, like Trevor said, you know, if you look at Steam, you know, the top 10 games, multiplayer. But at the same time, some of the best selling games right now are all single player. And it's like a lot of the games I'm waiting for for right now are all single player. You know, I'm waiting for The World Ends With You, the Persona dancing games, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3. You know, they're all single-player experiences. So, I mean, the, the idea that single-player games are dead, like Trevor said, you know, it's just a doomsday story. You know, it's just... At any moment in time, we're trying to say that something's dead, something's, you know, no longer going to be, you know, viable... I know about a year ago they're saying consoles are dying, yeah. And then Nintendo dropped the Switch, and you know the thing's selling like you know it's one of the best selling consoles ever made. So you know I don't think single player games are going anywhere, and right now I think they're just getting stronger than they've ever been. I definitely have to agree. Like I feel like for a while, like the stories. In the games were just lacking for single-player games, so I definitely feel like that's one of the reasons why people were sitting there saying, oh, well, single-player games are dead, because no good stories were coming out, no good games yeah. were coming out, nobody was really buying them, and then Fortnite, and, I mean, the next Black Ops is 100% multiplayer, so, like, yeah. everyone just caught this wave of, like, well... Everyone just wants Battle Royale or nothing but multiplayer because the other market was basically just flatlining for a second. So I feel like this year with the games that have come out, with the games that are coming out, single player games are back on top and are going to be thriving. Now, I've briefly played Devil's Advocate, but... I guess my one thing with multiplayer games is if multiplayer games are going to try to go above single player games, there needs to be a new way of doing it. Or it's not going to last very long because there are only so many ways that you can have multiplayer and... Like, I get what Black Ops is trying, or not, well, not necessarily Black Ops, but Call, I get what Call of Duty's trying to do, but how many times will that work until people go, we want story again? Because there's always a whole bunch of new stories that you can create and that you can come up with that are original and new, but how many times can you do that with multiplayer? And I think that's one of the things about single player coming back is people want stories again. Because, you know, Battlefield is really promoting their single story mode right now. Um, and there's just, like I said, some of the best selling games this year were story driven games. They weren't, you know, like the way Call of Duty is going to do where they're just nixing multiplayer altogether. 
single player games are the greatest. <laughs> yes. 100%. Yes, they are. So, if you, like, buy a $60 game and you don't play it for the story, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I don't understand what you're doing with your life. Yeah, I mean, because most games like that are free to play, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing to take into account with this topic um, that, you know, others have noted, um, but the nature of online multiplayer games, people play them for longer, and it it's not, you know, you don't look at the sales, you look at the number of hours played to the concurrent players, whereas single player games, you just look at the sales. So perhaps part of the story that single player is dying is people look at the amount of time played in multiplayer games and the concurrent player count and all that, which, of course, that's different because of their nature. So just another factor to consider. That's a good point. I feel like at this point, it's just like, it's so weird to compare the two just because one has a story mode and one doesn't, and people play them for completely different reasons. I so, agree with that. They're uh, definitely played for different reasons. So it's like, are they, are they even comparable? Like, is it even comparable. equal to? Okay, Trevor. Sorry, I, it, instinct. Me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> comparable, as Trevor would say. Uh, like, is it? Can we even? Can we even do that? Like, is it even worth it? It is, well, it's it's worth it to question the comparison because, like, you know, Fortnite or players in own battlegrounds should be considered differently than the multiplayer in Halo 5, for example. Um, if a game has a campaign available and then a multiplayer mode versus a game is totally online, multiplayer, etc., that's a huge difference. Because people could be buying, of course... <clears throat> Excuse me. People could be buying, of course, the single and multiplayer game just for the campaign. So if you just look at the sales number of those games, it, you know, you couldn't track that. Whereas you look at concurrent players for players on Battlegrounds, well, that's the number of people playing it online because that's all there is. So a little point in, point, a point in clarification that's worth making. Trevor makes all the really smart points that sometimes I just never see and go straight over my head. Hmm. Well, I guess so. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> talking. You're editor in chief. Yeah. Hmm. Secrets out. <laughs> yep. Secrets out. Trevor's the genius behind us all. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> He he does this weird mind control thing where he just tells us to do what we do and we do it and then mm -hmm. he just sits back and laughs maniacally while we're all just like do 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 do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it it is a pretty nefarious plot of mine. But just don't ever Nah, I won't. Well, 
I don't know. I don't want to give away my secret too much. Just don't ever um, hold a mirror up to the Game Luster logo. I won't go any further. Okay, that's a little weird. What? Uh, <laughs> Brennan, go Should test it out for us, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. hold on. Well, you, you might not be able to see it with a normal mirror. It's got to be a special one. Oh, I definitely don't. I don't even have a mirror. Gosh really? darn it, Brennan. Wow. Sorry. Well, I mean, not like a handy-dandy mirror that I could just pull out. and I'd have to move my monitor in the back. It's a whole thing. A handy-dandy mirror. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like hearing that phrase. None of us have handy-dandy mirrors, and that's why his ploy is working so well. Brennan's the guinea pig for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Especially in D&D. Uh, plug. Please go check <coughs> out the Motley yeah. Crew <laughs> D&D uh, YouTube. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, cough. Uh, so, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> still sticking with the single player uh, theme. Why don't we briefly talk about what single player games we're looking forward to that might be coming out within the next couple of months to the year. Somebody can start. Anybody. Um, well, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I mean, I will likely be starting that tonight. So there's one. Does Animal Crossing count? Yes. <laughs> Does Animal Crossing count? Yes. Yeah, right? Like, yes. I mean, you it, it's, yes. it's the, the multiplayer is very, um, Limited. I mean, you could only have. Like, well, that came out in two thousand two. Oh well, yeah. Even back then, qualify. I mean, the... Don't just say Animal Crossing. Qualify it. Which one? <laughs> well, wait. Well, wait. Are we referring to just? He okay. means the twenty nineteen. Okay. okay. I thought we were. Yesterday. I thought. Yeah, okay. One. I thought we were restricted to twenty eighteen. No. Oh, okay. No, okay. You can talk about okay. any. I don't care. Any single player okay. game that you like that's out or that's coming out or. Whatever that was made in 1995, that was okay. Well, let's see. (laughs) I'll start with Doom and go from there. Um, Might extend the podcast a little bit, but Uh, three hours. Uh, Trevor, are you done yet? (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. And I'd finish with with maybe Doom 2016. So there you go. (laughs) No, I'm I'm kidding. There'd be more after that. Doom Eternal, then. I'll throw out that out there. That's coming out sometime in the next two to three years. Ultima Ascend... Ultima... Or no. Underworld Ascendant this November. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that looks go. great. Um, Death by Stranding, the way, eventually. Ooh, we Death, don't Death even, Stranding? No, oh, we yeah. don't even know what that is. <laughs> you mean that's a game? That's coming out? <laughs> it's more like a mini-movie that you might be able to put two inputs into, but I'm not sure. No one is ever sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, for this, at this rate, I'm not even sure that game has a release date. It doesn't. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it doesn't. When it's done. Yeah. Basically, yeah. When the, th- when the three-month boss fight is fully tested. Then it will be out. Uh, single player game that I'm looking forward to. Well, I'm looking forward to a lot. I'm looking forward to The World Ends With You. I'm looking forward to The Tales of Vesperia Remaster. I'm looking forward to Pokemon, of course. 
I, I mean, I mostly play single-player games, so most of the games I'm looking forward to are single-player. Other than Smash, but mm. I usually play Smash by myself anyway. <laughs> yep. Three level 9 CPUs, bring it on. In the 3DS Smash, they had that mode where you could like do like a labyrinthine thing. That was fun to do by myself. Oh yeah, that yeah. That was fun. I actually really enjoyed that. Well, yeah, like the adventure mode in Melee and stuff. I really liked that one. Oh, I loved the adventure yeah, yeah. mode in. Uh, it was in Brawl that I first played it. I loved that. The cyberspace and mystery and mystery. Yeah, I loved that a lot. I played it with my sister. It it, it's great. okay. I. I still, I've really, my favorite still Melee's adventure mode. I just yeah, thought it Melee's was fun. Adventure mode was tight. It was yeah. just so good. I've never played Melee's adventure mode. I'm gonna have mm. to give that a try. I need to yeah. find a copy of Melee first, I think. <laughs> yeah, just go looking around. You'll find one lying around your house somewhere. I don't have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know for sure I don't have it. My friend used to bring it over. That's how I played it. Just that was out. the year that Brawl came out, so then when I bought it, I bought Brawl. Hmm. This big mistake. Should have gotten Melee. Well, we didn't know at the time that Melee <laughs> yes. was going to be... Melee was going to reign eternal. And and that Brawl would have characters slip occasionally. Yeah, I never got that. Yeah. Project M, man. Easy fix. Project M made it so much better. Hmm? What project? project M? Only... Other M? What? Yeah, I... yeah, Project M. It was like um, like a fan made mod that changed all of the characters and brawl on the and Wii. It it... Yeah, yeah. You had to put yeah. it you on like, an SD card. Jailbreak the Wii pretty easily. That sounds like something yeah, uh... highly illegal. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's not. It's. it's... it's... I mean, it's okay. modding an Xbox. You know, I can understand, but modding a Wii that just like a Nintendo console that just doesn't sound permissible i don't know oh no it was amazing that was the only way to play brawl like otherwise it was too <laughs> yeah, slow that's the that's the only way i did play play brawl yeah through project yeah. i actually liked the um 3ds and wii u smash oh i did too i i like i that really like that like single player mode on the uh 3ds one and i'm hoping that they bring that back for the switch one They yeah. Definitely, they sh- they should have some kind of extra mode because when they showed it off at the last, not this direct that happened uh, yesterday or a couple days ago, the, the one before that, they had that one little grayed out section, um, and I'm really hoping yeah. that that is like some kind of subspace emissary. That would be good mode. because I'm really bad at this game and I need any way I can to practice. <laughs> That's yeah, not getting um, supposedly- my butt kicked by my friends constantly. Um, supposedly it's called Spirits Mode. Um, just a quick plug, I did an article on it. Um, oh, wow. Ooh. When the podcast came out. Yeah. I guess somebody redigitized it, and it's called, and supposedly it's called Spirits Mode. So I, I am hoping it is the single-player mode. That's exciting. For the game. Like, it is the story mode. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, it makes sense. Ultimate, they're putting in all the music, all the characters. Might as well put in old modes, you know? Yeah. That would be, that would be awesome. just makes too much sense but you never know <laughs> maybe they'll even be a little wario land tune not i think <laughs> yeah i'm trying to react. <laughs> what is with you and wario man i don't know it'll sa- sacrifice rule so it'll be everything but wario land <laughs> every nintendo game yeah, ever except every wario single land. one 
They'll definitely have music from that, right? They'll even put in Wario Land 4 just to turn the knife a little bit. Didn't they have Wario Land stages in the last couple? No. No. Wait. Oh, no. I'm thinking thinking of uh, uh, a different Wario game then. Yeah, they had the Wario Inc. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. WarioWare, yeah, the, yeah. the one with the mom. That's yeah. the one I'm remembering. Yeah, yeah, the, my the Wario I'm talking about went extinct long ago. Uh, you you may <laughs> not know about it. It, it came out was... um, on these these things called Game Boys, and <laughs> the year didn't start with 2000. Into those podcasts, <laughs> I miss those days. Hmm? Oh, I'm Is sorry. Speaking of things, what? Yeah, these are single player games we're talking about. Yeah, speaking, of single, <laughs> Wario podcast. speaking of single player Game Boy games, I picked up a copy of Pokemon Green when I was in Japan. Oh, wow. Which I that's... just need to find my SP's charger and then I can play it. And I'm Where very did you excited get it? about that. Uh, a used store for like $5. <laughs> wow. Awesome. That's, that's really cool. I love cool. Japan. You can find a lot of cool stuff. And I just walked yeah. in and I was like, that's Pokemon Green. That didn't come out here. So I'm going to yeah. play it because and there that's it's like be a awesome. dime. Like here yeah, it'd be it like $500,000. It wasn't even that much. I was going to pick up some Fire Emblem games, but those were expensive. People do know the worth of those. So what? What? I mean they had a they had a couple Fire Emblem and I was like I want these but they were like $100 and I was like I can't afford these. I yeah, I I cuz I I mean was that just a random thrift store? It was a book off, which is like a chain okay, a of book stores. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because when I went to Japan, of course, I went to the, you know, more famous Super Potato, um, and I got a Famicom and some games for it, and it was pretty cheap, and it, it was cool to think of like, hey, I can, I can just like buy this here, and it's it's not something I'm getting off eBay for you know hundreds of dollars. I'm here. I'm like, I am in Japan. You know, yeah. I, I can buy Japanese things. Actually, in Japan, it, it hit me. So yeah, I'm going to use it as a way to practice Japanese as well. Awesome. Because I know Pokemon. At least I can do that. So, going uh, going a little bit back to the topic. <laughs> there was a, a topic. <laughs> yeah, I listen. The topic always gets lost <laughs> in my podcast like five minutes after we go through everyone i'm just like okay now we're gonna talk about this guys get ready for it i never stay on track i just can't i mean we were still talking about single player games (laughs) yeah i just i need to say in two sentences like we could talk about solitaire and be on topic Sheesh. Oh my god, I love spider solitaire (laughs) oh god (laughs) my sister's obsessed with solitaire golf well, well just... <laughs> I think we're going off topic again. Pinball. Everybody remember that old pinball game that you used to play in like high school or middle school? I played oh, Pokemon pinball, pinball. That that was amazing. Oh, Pokemon pinball is so good. Yes. I love that game. <laughs> that that was good. Yeah. Um, so... I played a little <laughs> pinball collection on the PC that like had a haunted house and a spaceman thing. Yeah, I had that too. Mm. We're a mess. I love it. <laughs> we have very poor taste in games. I need a no, podcast no. corner that's just called Haley's Messy Corner, and it's just where we just ramble about 
everything and absolutely nothing at the same time. Look, sometimes a podcast is like a Mediterranean fusion restaurant and it's very neat, and other times it's like a teenage boy's dorm room, which is what this one hey. happens to be. Hey, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> my room was very clean, thank you very much. Brennan's Actually, it's more like my roommate messiest. in high school's dorm room because she just let laundry pile up everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. There okay. we go. So I just I just thought of this going through a list of games that are going to release for the rest of the year. Um, Fallout seventy six. Now I know oh, we boy. don't. Oh, I had forgotten about that. I know we <laughs> don't know a lot about that game, but I am interested in knowing if everyone agrees with the line that they're going down with going from single player to no. this to I don't this think anyone is happy with Fallout thing. 76 as far as I've heard yeah, I most mean, of the ugh. opinion seems to be we don't want this I mean the people who will enjoy it fine I'm, I'm not going to go that far but me personally no interest I mean and as a huge Fallout 3 well, Fallout in general fan, but speaking specifically to Bethesda, huge Fallout 3, Fallout 4 fan. And of course, I played the others, the originals in New Vegas. I mean, I love those, but no interest in 76. Yeah, like, I haven't well, played well, Fallout, but it really seemed, because my sister's played it with her friends, but it really seemed like a single-player game. Oh, yeah. Like, it really seemed oh, like... Yeah, yeah right there with Elder Scrolls. It worked well. I, mean, yes. I don't think it needed to be a multiplayer game. Yeah, right there with, yeah, I mean, for Bethesda, uh, Elder Scrolls, I mean, back in the day, you can compare it to other isometric RPGs, like, of course, the famous Baldur's Gate. I mean, yeah, very much single player. And Fallout, even more so. I mean, the atmosphere of, of those games complements extremely well playing by yourself in this cold and different world. Exactly. I don't know how they missed that. I really, that boggles my mind. Like, they, like you said, coming out of that vault, you're by yourself. Yeah, because you're and like it's... the sole survivor, except you're not in Fallout 76. There's a hundred thousand other people who are also playing the game, who are also the sole survivor. And shooting nukes and stuff. I guess I'm going to be devil's advocate here. I'm going to wait to see how the game actually works. Yeah. That's a fair judgment. Before I truly give, before I truly give anything. Yeah. I, I have seen the hate train. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I've heard um, a lot I, about now that they're not putting it on Steam and a lot of people are upset about that. So like, um, yeah, I got a lot of friends that play Fallout and I think like one out of 10 of them is actually looking forward <laughs> to it. But I'm the type that I like to wait until it actually comes out. Before I see. I just don't really out. like playing games like that. So if I'm going to pick up a Fallout game, it's going to be one of the older ones. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, again, I I won't go as far as to just hate the idea, but I'm saying like no, me personally, it's, it's an idea that can give it a shot. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just doesn't seem oh, to yeah. be. A lot of people don't seem to be too happy with it right now. Just the idea. Yeah, it's hard for me to, like, just hate the idea of, of something as far as, like, a game release or a game setup. I can let it go. Uh, well, there are some exceptions. Um, there are some exceptions, like, with my... Well, I won't get into it. But, I mean, you know, there... I mean, I've talked about them before, my favorite games and stuff, but in this case, this is an example where it's just my personal interest. Like, like the Elder Scrolls Online, I have nothing against it. Um, but... Uh, I, 
even as a huge Elder Scrolls fan, like I just don't have any interest in playing it. And I have played it, but I just it doesn't grab me. I think that like I I get what they're trying to do and I like that they're trying something new I'm just really unsure if the execution's going to be there because I know a lot of people got very upset when they started talking about the nukes so I just I don't know I'm curious to see how things go down. I'm curious to see if it actually works. I'm also curious to see if, like, this is the end-all, be-all, or if they eventually plan on putting out another Fallout game in the future. Like, is this just the end? Like, this is all they're going to do? But is that game going to be single-player? I think um, it will be. Yeah, definitely. I, think so too. I just though I started thinking about um ah curses. I can't think of the name. The star one, Starbound. What is it? I, I can't. Oh, I, I was just about to bring that yeah. up, but I don't know the name. Either. They've got oh, that so. and Elder Scrolls Six and something else. Uh, I'm blanking out on my Bethesda stuff, which is unusual for me. But you now that you say that, I started to think. Well, they've got a lot of projects. Uh, it might be a while before Fallout Five. And that kind of yeah. makes me worried. Because I was just thinking, like, maybe maybe this is all they're going to do, and they're just going to expand this for the foreseeable future. Or is this kind of like, we're going to put this out, but then just eventually release another Fallout game whenever we we feel like it, and just put this out to, to satisfy people for right now i just it feels weird like it doesn't it feels like it shouldn't fit anywhere and it kind of feels like uh i don't know but it feels like a cop-out to me well this is a worrying sign when i googled fallout 76 the first things that come up are news articles that say fallout 76 aims to last until the end of time the system wants fallout 76 to last forever (sighs) oh boy (laughs) I definitely, I definitely don't think it will be though, because like they, Todd Howard had talked about how they had thought about doing something like this, like a, a co-op kind of experience. They said that they've been wanting to do it for a while, and it, to give them any kind of credit, they when they acquired the the rights to Fallout, they went from this isometric view to a three D third person shooter, and they totally first. changed Fallout. First person, yeah, I first, well, first or third, third. but yeah, yeah it's both the first. If, if you played in third, yeah. who are you? What are you doing? But, yeah, um, come on. <laughs> yeah, like they they totally changed it, and to their credit, that I think they did an incredibly good job given what they had. So for them to do that, maybe they'll be able to implement a multiplayer experience and execute it in a way. You know, I they've done it before. They've had really weird odds before, and they pulled it off. So. That's like the only saving grace I can say about this. The only kind of hope that I'll have. I guess the only thing I'm happy about, because I've never played any of the Fallout games, but I'm kind of happy that they're, they they seem very dedicated to making this its own thing and they're not just slapping it on the side of a single player game. And going, hey, here's some really shitty multiplayer. We hope you like it. Yeah. 
doesn't seem half-assed. You know, it seems like they're they're actually trying. Yeah. So, lastly, uh, I do want to bring up Super Smash, just because Yay. I know that's a big multiplayer yes. game. Um, and I'm not really sure what I really want to say on it. Just, I know that it's big. I know that, you know, the tournaments for it are big. Um, well, I guess I kind of know what I want to say. So, um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth brought this up and I know Trevor mentioned it briefly, but let's briefly mention, uh, toxicity and how some multiplayer communities are very, very toxic. Um, I just realized while I was rambling that from what I've experienced, the Smash tournament, or Smash tournament, not Smash tournament, Smash community isn't very toxic. They're, from what I've been in, they're some of the great greatest people, they're some of the nicest people, and I'm not saying that other multiplayer communities aren't nice and aren't welcoming this is just from what I've experienced. So I'm curious to know um, how all of your experiences have been with with either just the Smash community or with other uh, multiplayer communities and which one you, you think is the nicest and maybe which one you think is the most toxic from what you've had happen. Well, that's one of the main reasons I play single-player games. I don't like dealing with other people's bullshit. Oh, same! Because a lot of times, like, I try to get into League of Legends, and they do not have any kind of sympathy for, you know, newer players at all. Nope. Uh, Nope! I stopped playing Call of Duty because I would play a bad game, and then all of a sudden I'm getting messages telling me to go kill myself. My goodness, Um, wow. so, (laughs) So it's like... That toxicity, you know, really is. Their Smash, though, I really haven't seen as much. I've seen some of it. I've seen some of it in Smash. Yeah, but it's nowhere it's, near as bad. It's as not being told to go games. kill yourself. Exactly. It's but there is, there is some with Smash. I find it more like how people get mad at you if you don't have melee. <laughs> Yeah, or if you don't wave dash or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like, I, mean, I understand there's a reason that people like Melee, but I know from a little bit of research that a lot of people in, like, Melee tournaments for Smash get mad if their controller isn't broken in a specific way, so they can do some specific exploit. I can't remember exactly all the details. And I'm like, that's just... Just play the game. Yes. Oh, you know, and snobby that, pro players, that's, picky. That's part yeah. of the whole reason yeah. I'm I'm on your side. I avoid a lot of multiplayer games because of that. And Smash, I've definitely seen it less, but there are some people who get pretty into Smash and like get Ooh. mad at you if you don't know how to play, which yeah, is frustrating because is... the only way to learn how to play is to play. And yeah. I know my problem with it was, since I got into it, I didn't play Melee. I started playing Melee right at the very end of its lifespan when uh, Brawl came out. And I hadn't had the experience that other people have had. So when I play with people 
who, like, I think my sister's ex, he wanted to play it a lot, but he would, like, he would never give us a chance to, like, play. He would always, like, take, it was for me, he always took me out immediately. So I just sitting and watching them play instead of playing because I died, I was the first person to die, and I'm like, I'm not actually getting any better at this game. And that was frustrating. Yeah, it's it's like the real world. And also, I I started playing Smash with the original. Um, and the first time I played it was at a friend's house. Um, actually, when I was living in North Carolina, Elizabeth, just to throw that out. But it was at a friend's house, and they would not teach me how to play. So I'm I don't I was just I just had a PC and a Game Boy at the time. So I'm holding the N64 controller. And I have no idea what to do. I'm just like walking back and forth and putting on my shield. And they would never tell me what to do. And they just kept taking me out and laughing. And, I, you know, like, how is this, you know, good citizenry or mutual cooperation? Yeah. Like, what is this barbarism, you know? But then later, my brother and I got it and started playing together. And, you know, I, I hated him with a fiery, steaming <laughs> passion. But he did, you know, we had fun playing together. And it was we were able to read the instructions and yeah my that. my friend who brought melee to my house was actually willing to uh teach me how and my sister how to play she was still amazing and incredibly good at the game and kicked our butts every time but she actually like did try and teach us how to play <laughs> so i do appreciate that i'm still no good at it but now see melee i really got into <clears throat> and my brother plays a mad link by the way and melee he plays a mad link you can't touch him but we've teamed up on him, can't get to him. But then, it's easy, dude. Yeah, well, but he, but he's good as us. That's the too. kind of, that's the kind of toxicity yeah. that I breed. I'm just like, your main is trash, dude. Well, my main in brawl was snake. What do you think of that? Oh, snake is beautiful. I love snake. Okay, the good. Spikes are it, phenomenal. The bombs are amazing. And and in we the Wii U one, my main actually became cloud. I I remember I was playing online with my brother and one of his friends. And I was playing as Cloud, and we played like 20 matches or something, and I won like 19 of them st straight. I lost the first one and then won like 19, the rest of them straight as Cloud, just destroying them. And I Cloud's loved it. What do you too. think of Cloud? And, and we. Cloud's right. overpowered, apparently. Him and Bayonetta are. Yeah, him and Bayonetta are nuts. Yeah. Well, now I feel bad. I know, yeah, I know Evo <laughs> was, the last round was two Bayonetta players. Hmm. True. It yeah, was, uh, I, I saw something. It was not a very good match. Well, I can also be good as Wario, so there. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine. Oh, I love Wario. Yeah. He's my he's my troll character. I love yeah. playing as him. A good strategy <laughs> is just to get on the bike and make them take you off it. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I've gone back and forth for like ten minutes. It's so much fun. Just and then as soon as yeah. they get you off it, just whip it out again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bust out the stupid fart move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I charged that thing the whole game. <laughs> People would get mad because that was my finishing move. With yeah. gigantic fart. That's wow. the ace up your sleeve. Just wow. Yep. <laughs> Ailey's like, I'm done. You can't take this. Reddit, did hey, you how, does it, how does it feel to be doing a podcast with some actual five year olds? Wh I'm what? I'm home, guys. I give up. Uh... Are there five year olds here? Who's the next adult in line? Somebody take my spot. That's you, man. Last I check, I was 10. Of course, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Of course. 
So, Brennan, did you give your opinion on this toxic topic? Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I've been in... I mean, I guess unlike uh, most of us here, I really like multiplayer games. I play a lot of them. I played a lot of League. Uh, I've quit a lot of times. Um, I've been told to kill myself a lot. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> League seems lot. to be the... Like, the, the bad... Everyone here seemed to have a bad experience with League. Yeah, but like... I mean, I, I kind of get it, though, to a point. I've played it enough to understand where, like, you kind of lose your patience with people who who just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> it becomes this kind of, like, and this ties into the whole Smash Bros. topic, too. It's like, I feel like a lot of people fall into elitism. You know, if you're not doing exactly what they do, they'll get mad. Or if they follow things like, especially in Smash case, um... I, the tier listing, like I was talking about before when I uh, jokingly told Trevor that Link was trash. I mean, I <laughs> I love Link, but sometimes his his moves are just really annoying, and my roommate likes to use Link because he knows that Link is overpowered. And I'll tell him it's overpowered, he'll get mad, and then he won't talk to me for two days. But <laughs> that's, <laughs> wow. that's, that's the kind of... And, and it's happened to me in other cases where, you know, other people are telling, talking down to me, telling me that I'm trash, too, while... I'm playing next to you, and, and <laughs> it can happen in any game, anywhere. I feel like Smash is kind of is a place yeah. to do that because, again, with the tier listing, any kind of fighting game like that, someone's gonna think you're trash for yeah. whatever character you play because it's not on his tier, his or her tier of playstyle. Again, you could be playing Bayonetta the whole time. I don't even know these tiers for Smash or fighting games. I know them for Pokemon, but I don't know them for anything else, so I'm just sitting here like, oh, I don't it's, know. It's basically like Jigglypuff is the best or something. I don't know. Oh, I was gonna say the complete opposite. Really? I was gonna say Jigglypuff <laughs> is the worst. Well, I mean, Jigglypuff is the best yeah. as far as like um, people apparently respect Jigglypuff. I don't know. Or, or is Ow. it the other way? I, no, I'm, I think that's the only amiibo I have. Is <laughs> I'm referencing like a game FAQs thing I read like ten years ago, so it could be out of date. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that might be a little out of date. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, who could put you down for playing as Jigglypuff? Though that's the point. Like, if people you can't know say, how "Oh, to Jigglypuff's play Jigglypuff, cheap." You should be feared. I just keep falling asleep next to someone, and they kill me. I can't get it right. If you know how to play it, though, be afraid of them. Well, oh yeah. Well, I got kind of good doing Jigglypuff's punch and rolling around and stuff, but by the time I finally got my opponent, usually my brother, up into the hundreds, like I would have already lost three lives, so it didn't matter. <laughs> I feel that. I hate Jigglypuff. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> the stupid rolling move. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love doing that. Just back and forth, <laughs> I hate back you. and forth. Mike, I hate you so much. Oh, man. Side, there are so many side B moves in that game. Like, Next I just thought topic. of Pits. You know Pits? Uh, you know the little yeah. hi ya thing? Oh, man. Oh, my yeah. brother hates it. Because one time, like, the whole match, that's all I did. That's what my sister used to do. <laughs> just Yes, it's great. Just nothing but side B is Pit. And my brother is, like, through the roof. So, the next topic is, what's your favorite and least favorite Smash character? JK, we'll save that for later. 
I'm briefly going to share a story. Uh, so I was bored one day, and this is when I had my, I'm pretty sure I had my PS3 at this time, and I downloaded this, like, Tekken-esque fighter game that was free, and I was, I played online because that was the only part that was free. You had to play online with people. And I think I could also play against bots, but, like, I was, like, really limited to the characters I could play as. So I used to, like, play online and just, like, shit-stomp people because I'd just mash a whole bunch of buttons and then somehow come out victorious. And one day this guy got really, really pissed at me and sent me a message that said something about how I was using an aimbot and... I don't know, he called me, like, a bunch of names, and I was like, dude, I basically slam my controller against my forehead and hope something works. What are you, <laughs> what are you getting mad about? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Um, but also, I had a friend who taught me briefly how to play, I think her name's Shivana in League, because that was my favorite character to play as, so it was mm. just nice to see, like, Somebody actually, like, take their time, take the time out of their day to, like, sit down with me and actually teach me how to play the character that I liked and that I wanted to main as when no one else that I really played with was, like, willing to give me pointers (laughs) on what to do. Because it's not like, it like, games like that, they don't have this long, drawn-out, like, narrative that's like, oh, you have to do this, and this is how your character works, and this is how the game works. Like, it's not really like that. Like, it's, you go in and you learn it. And I, when I first started out in League, I thought I was doing everything correct. As I said before, if I soloed a lane, I thought I was hot shit. But apparently I don't think that's a thing. Because apparently you have teammates, and apparently teammates don't like when you do that, so whatever. (laughs) Get out of my spotlight. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's just nice to see that some of this community isn't toxic. And I know that not all communities are toxic, but eh, depending on what community you're in, your community can be extremely, extremely toxic. Mm. Like, even, like, GTA Online. Like, literally, it's just you running around with a whole mess of people. It's not even, like, you really competing for anything. But even that can get toxic. I feel like no all reason. communities, especially online communities, have that one part of them that's toxic. And sometimes, it depends on which one it is. Sometimes you have to really, really work to find the people who aren't, and but sometimes you, sometimes it's easier to find those people who aren't toxic. That's what I've learned from being on the internet. Yeah, people I kind of suck sometimes. Yeah, bad apples <laughs> spoil the barrel. Yep. Gosh darn it. You yeah. know, the good people are quiet and don't speak up, so you never the see them. The good people don't want to deal with the, the stuff the same as you, so that's yeah, why the, you don't see The good people them. are playing single-player games. Yeah, and it's all the it's the people who are vocal. <laughs> the people who are the bad apples are usually the ones who are more vocal. But see, it's and like a it catch-22. And it the experience for everyone else. Yeah. <sighs> like, a- anyone who's good doesn't want to play with all the toxic people, so they just play single-player, but then, because of that, no one good is playing online. Yeah. So if everyone, like, if all of us just started playing online, we'd make the world a better place. 
So I guess the moral of the story, let's all go play. Yes. Out. If I have, <laughs> well, I can't do it on my Switch, but. <laughs> but. I just want, I'm not playing League anymore. Throwing that out there. My I sister quit. doesn't yeah, play it either. either. I am not going to touch that game. I've, I've, I've just, I, I mean. Experienced. My sister used to play with some friends at school, and they were trying to teach her how to play, and, uh, that's when they were on some match and had some random person join and be like, you're terrible at this game. Why are you playing a character you don't know how to play? And it was like, okay, that's great. <laughs> League is terrible. Moral of yeah. the podcast. Yes. JK, uh, please don't judge us. I'm sure the, the game itself is probably okay. Some of the character concepts in League are really cool. It's one of those things where it is a good game. It's just the people playing it. Yes, that's I think what it is. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, just got told to install, uninstall too many times. And one time I was like, what if I do that? (laughs) (laughs) What if I actually do that? And then I did it, and I feel like I. I feel like someone who hasn't smoked cigarettes in like three years. I just feel great. Everything. Awesome. The colors are just returning to my life. (laughs) <laughs> it's just so nice. I can smell again. Oh has come back. <laughs> so, if Lee had a single player single player mode, by the way, I'd be all for it. No, no. They they have like like right now they have a new event called Odyssey where it's a PVE centered thing, but it's co op. So like you have to play with other people, it's, <sighs> and it's a limited time thing. Yeah, it's like a, just an event. Yeah, I hate it's when when stuff like that isn't well implemented for single play. Like I saw that Overwatch had bots, and I thought, "Oh, cool! I could mess around with it some." And then, yeah, that's what I thought too. You have to like, like it's really not good. Yeah, you have to like be playing online with other people for bots to be added in. And I was yeah. like, "What?" Thankfully, yeah, what if I don't want to play online with other people? Yeah, Overwatch is one of those things too, where I think the characters are really interesting. Could never play it though. That's why I miss time splitters. You usually yes, time splitters, endless bot match. I in Quake Three as well. Yeah. I would just do bot matches. UT Unreal Tournament two thousand four. I'd play online, oh, and then like one online match would then proceed to ten bot matches. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. And now Quake Champions has bots. Yeah, I can actually. I feel so bad though. I was actually like getting into that mindset of trying to get good at, and now I'm just back to my old self of running around and shooting rockets and not trying to get good and just having dumb fun. Oh, well, I mean, games should be about having fun. So, play it the way you want to play yeah. it. Like people get mad for pe- for other people not playing the game that they playing the game the the way that they think they should be playing it, but like everyone's a little bit different and everyone thinks a little bit differently. So yeah. just do what you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pro Quake Three players, it's like all the all the graphics turned down, all the weapon models turned off, and they're just constantly <laughs> it's insane, just constantly <laughs> jumping, rocket jumping just right, and and strafe jumping just right, just whipping out the the rail gun and quickly pulling off a shot. I mean, you can't deny the utter just depth and complexity and yeah. insane talent of how they play. But at the same time, 
I don't know I if I'd have fun. The game. Yeah, like I just want to have a bot match with you know ten bots all set to nightmare and just jump around shooting rockets everywhere. I just never understood playing a game that makes you angry. And especially yeah. for games where it's like, in order to be a pro player, you have to know how to break the game a certain way. That doesn't seem like it. Like I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah, like wave dashing. You know. Yeah. I mean, even it just, like it's just kind of sad to me. Like every just because, like there are yeah. people who want to learn how to play the game to play it, and then they get beaten by someone who breaks the game every time. But like in the case of Quake, everything, almost everything about professional play, the little tricks you can do, came about with exploits from the engine. Like, I mean, the classic rocket jump was an exploit of the engine, but now that's all been well accepted as just standard play, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Quake Champions was built with that in mind, but it is interesting how much of pro play comes from these little exploits. And I think, you know, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a good thing figuring out these little strategies and taking advantage of of the game or its physics engine like in the case of quake to figure out how to play better you know but wait you know wave dashing is a is an example of it being bad like wave dashing is not good rocket like rocket jumping is good wave dashing is not good that's my take i mean if they've accepted it as a part of the game in Quake's case, then, like, yeah, that's fine. But with Smash, it's like, people don't want to play the new one because they fixed the broken engine, and you're like, why? <laughs> like, I understand yeah. that, like, Brawl, a lot of people had problems with Brawl, and Brawl wasn't the greatest, but with when the new one, the Wii U and the 3DS one came out, people were still like, no, I'm going to play Melee because I know how to break this game so I can win. And that's what I kind of got frustrated about with Smash. <laughs> Yeah. Cause like, I would want to go play it with people, but people would be like, uh, well, why are you playing the new one and why do you have items on? And I'm like, sometimes, you know, I like throwing Pokeballs at people in Smash. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like I said, everyone plays a little bit differently. And it shouldn't be like a bad thing. That makes, that's what, that's what, that's what, that's what should make it fun. I couldn't think of the words I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> For lack of a better phrase. Yeah, For like, lack I of don't a know. More specific phrase, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's always been a little bit of a frustration for me, especially with Smash because I see it so often in Smash. Yeah, people like yeah, only want to play the game that's broken. But with Quake, like if they've accepted it, they're like, okay, we made this mistake, so now we're going to own up to it and put it in every game. That's fine. Like then you learn how to, you can probably learn how to do it naturally, just because it's part of the engine then. Yeah, but with, and, like, yeah. Melee, they took it out. So I don't know how to do that, because when I played Melee, I was uh, eight years old. And I didn't <laughs> know any of that. <laughs> okay, ten. I was ten. But still, like, ten. I was a kid. I didn't know how to yeah. do all these game-breaking glitches. I barely played a GameCube. <laughs> and that is an interesting distinction to make, that in Smash they removed it. But then, of course, in Quake they kept it in. But, it, you know, it's like a different mindset driving it. A lot of what drove exploits and doom or quake was that hacker mindset the same one that made mods for the games and all that so it had like a different culture behind it but still yeah. a, a fun distinction anyway yeah, um, i don't know i'll i'll i think i'll i'll shut up about quake and smash um for now sorry 
I'll 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 pull my cloak over my face. This is great. I love it. Okay. Uh Wow. This like the conversation just went a lot better than everyone had great opinions. And I'm really happy about that. Anyway, uh so let's wrap this up because this is going to turn into like a two-hour podcast if we don't, which that's not bad, but I don't feel like rambling for two hours, because if I ramble for two hours, I'm going to just talk about God of War or something like that. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear that. Uh, So let's wrap it up with some final thoughts, either on the single-player games aren't dead topic, on our... Uh, multiplayer community topic on Smash in general, uh, anything that anyone feels like mentioning, and we'll just go right down the list, starting with. Actually, we'll go up the list. So we'll start with Trevor. Ah, work our way up. Putting me on the hot seat here. Um, well, let's see. Okay, final thoughts. Um, don't jump the gun and accept a doomsday story, especially when it concerns something like single-player games, because, come on, single-player games, PC games, console games, Nintendo. If someone's saying this stuff is dying or dead, always question it. It's just a doomsday story. And at Benny the Guard, all lowercase with underscores between the words. There. Mike? Yeah, uh, everybody just unplug your internet for about an hour and play something. <laughs> Single player. Go outside, uh, kids. <laughs> I can't. Plug. Um, uh, ah. <laughs> you uh, can follow me at, at Zolo567, so, yeah. Elizabeth. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Um, I feel, I mean, like, when people are like, games are dead, blah, 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 everyone likes different things about games. That's part of what makes it so unique. So, like, everyone's gonna, and like, some people will think single player games are dead when other people are like, that's all I've ever played. So, you know, like, just because something's not popular at the time doesn't mean it's gone forever. And I don't think people, like I said, like you guys said, don't be so accepting of doomsday stories, like immediately. Because sometimes it's, it's like a moon cycle. There's a wax and a wing. Brennan? Um, don't be an asshole. Yeah! That's a good one. Um, Short and sweet. That's fine. Yeah, just, yeah. Just dear, dear every internet community. One single solution for all your problems. Yeah, just don't be an asshole, man. Like, I've met a lot of friends playing video games, and I consider them friends even though the only thing we have in common is that video game. And to me, that's cool. And if you get into an argument with someone, especially your friend, and anything happens about it, you might just have to take a bigger look at what's going on. Just don't be an asshole. That's a good one. I guess my final thoughts are kind of just uh, basically what everyone said. Thanks, guys. Uh, I guess just be more accepting of people who want to play multiplayer games and who want to get in that community because at the end of the day, those new people are the ones who carry on that yeah. game. And they're multiplayer the who- games aren't bad. I think we've all, like... I want to make it clear, especially for me, because I don't think I, I made it very clear in my argument. I don't think they're bad. They're just different, and they're not for everyone. Mm-hmm. 
But if people want to play them, then yeah, go right ahead. It's a great way to meet new people. Like, I just... Those new people are the ones that carry on the the game and the tradition because those ones pass it down to their friends or within their family or their kids and they keep that tradition alive and bringing new people into the community is what's going to help your community thrive and it's what's going to keep it going so instead of having 10 people you're going to have a million people and that's always something good because that's bringing out new new strats and things like that but also just like new talent and just allowing people to find something that they didn't think that they might have been good at before um and just promoting being social like yeah a lot of of kids play video games nowadays and that's how they get their social skills because they don't leave and we just need to promote video games as a friendly and inviting place not just for the people who are already there but for the people who want to come in and want to be a part of the community because if all those people if all they see is everyone being toxic that's all that they're going to think of that community and that's not what you want people to think of your community especially within video games so I think everyone just needs to be a little bit more accepting and a little bit nicer to each other. But also at the same exact time, single player games are thriving. And while very, very massive multiplayer games are great and all, I think just sitting down with a really great story shouldn't be something that everyone counts out yeah i agree with that so yeah well said oh thank you uh bow left bow right (laughs) bow center uh so yeah with that being said i hope all of our dear listeners enjoyed this great podcast and i hope that you will come back again for another one And this is Haley signing off for Game Luster. Good night.